It's the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Sean Del Grand. And we've got over 800 brand new Mazdas with outstanding incentives, like low monthly lease payments and low APR financing. Yep, it's just a great time to buy. So don't miss the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Financing on approval of credit. You're listening to the Sharks Audio Network. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Hello, everyone. First round of the 2022 NHL entry draft is complete. And the first draft for new Sharks general manager Mike Greer saw him trading the 11th pick in the first round to the Arizona Coyotes for the 27th pick in the first round and the 34th and 45th picks in the second round. With the 27th pick in the first round, the Sharks selected Philip Bistet from Sweden. 6'4", 204 pounds, just 18 years old, a left-shooting centerman. After the first round, the Sharks general manager Mike Greer, assistant general managers Joe Will and Tim Burke, and director of amateur scouting Doug Wilson Jr. all sat down with the media to discuss the trade and the drafting of Bistet, as well as the difficult circumstances following the tragic death of Brian Marchment. Mike, hi, it's uh, Curtis from the from the Mercury News. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. Um, I don't know. I, I, is it just tough to put into words? I guess how, how difficult it's, it's these last couple of days have been for everybody. And and how did you guys uh, kind of pull through together? I guess. Yeah, it's been a tough twenty four hours or so, and uh, you know the group's still feeling it. But I got to give them a lot of a lot of credit. They rallied and uh, got the work done and kind of pushed through it because I think we all felt that's what that's what Mush would want. You know, he never really so selfless and always wanted the best for everyone else so you know we we thought you know it's the best to kind of power through and the staff did a great job can you take us through uh you know, the events of of the trade kind of how did that all come about was that something you, you in arizona kind of talked about a little bit beforehand at all we talked about it a little bit beforehand but um you know uh doug doug and the staff did a good job of identifying players that um we wanted, and as the pick was coming around, uh, those players were starting to become not available. So uh, we thought it was best to move back, get some value, and and get a couple more picks. So we feel good about being in a position we for tomorrow. Thank you. Thanks. Go ahead, Marco. Hey, Mike. Uh, with with the pick of twenty seven. Uh, with Philip, what made you guys choose him instead of someone like Lambert, who was still available at that time? And did you guys know that he was going to be your pick once you guys made the trade back down to 27? Um, he was one of the players we were, we were hoping would be there. Um, but we just like his character, his makeup, a big centerman who can really skate and has good habits in his game already as a youngster, which, you know, you look at a lot of these 17 18 year old kids you got to kind of teach them a lot of habits and he's already got the habits in his game so he was one of the players we had identified that as a possibility and we're, we're really excited that he was there Corey, hey mike is it is this something that we we should draw conclusions from that this could be like a philosophy of yours uh during your tenure that it's like you're you're someone who would, will, will be looking to move back or look for more value or was this just sort of a thing that happened on the floor tonight well, I think every draft is different. So um, I don't know. It's something that 
will be happen every time, but you know, we thought there was good value there to move back and you know, we're start building up the prospect pool even more than it is now and add some good players. We thought it was a good opportunity to do that. It's but I think every draft is different and uh, every situation is different. Just also just for, for being your first draft as a GM, what was that uh, just the environment like inside the arena? Well, it was great. We were talking about it um, at the table and then walking back. It was, it was, I guess this was a perfect place to start having an in-person draft again. The fans there were great. It was loud. There was a buzz in the building and, you know, with Montreal making a couple big moves, you know, it was, it was nice to see it. And you can, when you're in Montreal, you, you know, you're in a hockey town. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool. And for it to be my first draft, I think it was, it was a great place to be and experience it. You, you, I mean, we sort of talked a little bit yesterday, just sort of jokingly about all the guys in the GM's meetings, you know, being nice to you. Was, was there more trade stuff tonight, like more trade talk or less than you expected? Um, I didn't really know what to expect, to be honest with you. You know, we had a couple conversations with different people throughout the night, but, um, I guess I guess it was fairly normal. I, I don't know, but it was uh, it was a good experience for me. I enjoyed it, and um, and the staff did a great job. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Shang, thoughts for Mike? Hey, Mike. How are you? I wanted to ask you. Uh, so the number eleven pick was there ever uh, any consideration to, uh, for trading it for a, a a young player or somebody that could help you now, or was the focus on either using that pick or you know trading back or even trading up? Um, we explored every avenue to make our, our team better and our organization better. So nothing was off the table. If, uh, if there was a good young NHL player that was available, um, we, ex- we explored it and staying at 11, we explored and we were prepared for and moving back, we, we were prepared to do that as well. So um, we pretty much tried to exhaust every avenue. So we, we do what was best for the organization. And uh, going into today, you, know, you guys had 11, and then your next pick was going to be 76. And so, just how excited is is uh, is everybody at the table that you know now you you know have well you use one today, but you also have two uh, immediately uh, tomorrow. Yeah, I think the guys are excited. You know, it's their it's their weekend. These guys are out on the road, grinding year round and missing events with their family and time with their family. So. You know, this is this is their time. So I think they were excited to have a couple more picks and some, you know, we believe we'll have a shot at adding a couple more good players here right away tomorrow. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. All right, guys, we'll let Mike go. We've got uh, throw Joe Will in here real quick uh, just to give his takes, obviously, with a, a transition, and we'll get uh, Tim Burke and Doug Jr. on and wrap this up. Thanks, Mike. I think uh, Marco raised his hand. Yes, uh, thanks, Joe. With the way you guys were able to get these two round, these two second round picks by trading the, the 11 pick away, do you feel like you guys won this trade knowing you didn't have anything in the second round and now you guys got two picks to, to kind of go about now for day two tomorrow? Well, I think it helps. I mean, a couple of things. Number one, it, it, it's very good value for, you know, 11 to get three picks like that. And, you know, also just uh, in our prospect pool, we need, uh, you know, players in different positions and different attributes. So it just, you know, helps us to uh, really kind of diversify and filling up the, the prospect pool, as Mike alluded to. Hi, Joe. It's, uh, it's Curtis. Um, just wanted to ask how, uh, you know, just from, from your own perspective, how difficult was it to, uh, to try to stay focused here? Obviously, um, you know, you know Brian as long as anyone here in the, in the organization. How, how difficult was it for everybody to, 
uh, just kind of could try to complete the complete the day and get the draft underway. I guess that was a it was a tough day for sure. I think it was it was actually easy to stay focused because we you know talked as a group and said that's honestly what Mush would have wanted us to do. Uh, he thrived being around the guys and you know being at the the draft and anything hockey and he he, he loved the draft. He was so into it. Um, so you know. In his honor, it was actually quite easy to to, to be focused. We miss we miss the heck out of him right now. How did how did Mike you know help everybody sort of get through this uh, get through this time? And you know, you guys mentioned during his opening press conference on Tuesday that you know he's he's a leader. And did you kind of see that firsthand this this week? Absolutely. I think you know just to keep us all together uh, to you know take the time to reflect and talk about the most important things and and and. And, you know, just to uh, uh, you know, do, what, do what teams do is, is hang out together and, uh, and focus on the task. And, and uh, you know, that's, that's what we did. And it was, it was uh, you know, really uh, to honor Mush. And, you know, uh, and we really do appreciate having Mike's leadership around. All right. Thank you, Joe. Thanks. Hey, Joe. Uh, Shang here. Hi, Shang. Uh, Joe, I wanted to ask you uh, about uh, how this kind of trade came together. Did it come together uh, very quickly? You know, if I understand correctly, are you kind of in charge of the valuation charts and that sort of thing? So did it kind of come together very quickly, that sort of thing? Well, it's something that, that we all work together. I mean, it's, uh, I think uh, Doug and Berkey are, are, you know, focused on the players. Uh, you know, Mike, Mike is, is focused on setting up all the different deals. And then, and then, yeah, I will look at the, the charts on there, but it just has to all come together and you, you balance who might be available at a certain spot versus what you might get in a trade. And, and, you know, Mike did a great job just, uh, you know, calling around the teams and exploring the options. And when that came around, it just, you know, uh, there were some other options on the table. There's, there's always selecting, there's, uh, you know, some other deals that you can do, but, uh, that this one was very attractive, um, you know, just put us in a spot again that we felt there was good value and, and the ability to, uh, you know, to get multiple, uh, you know, high-end players to, to fill up our, our prospect pool. And in particular, Arizona seemed like they were very aggressive today. You know, is, is that what you found that they just were a team that was just, you know, ready to wheel and deal kind of? Yeah. I mean, there are a few aggressive teams today. There is, there's is a little bit going on on the floor today, I think with some of the player deals and, everything else too and you know in a in a pick deal um it uh, you know it was a, a little bit uh i guess different than 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 some with the with the three picks on there and we we actually like it puts us in a, in a great spot tomorrow uh, uh, starting off uh, right at the beginning of the second round we're picking right away and then and then not too long after that so it's uh, uh we're, we're very excited about that would you say it was a primary focus to get back into the second round, you know, considering that you didn't have a second round pick uh, to start? Yeah, I think it, I mean, we're very excited about the day to begin with because having nine picks and having number 11 and, and everything else on there, but those second round picks are, are, are very valuable. And, and, uh, you know, especially in the range that, that we got them, Mike got them in, in high, you know, a high range um, uh, of, or a high first half of the second round. So it, uh, you know, worked out very well for us and, and to be able to, to pick in the first round and still have two high second round picks. And, you know, and then after that have, uh, uh, I think eight other picks that uh, we're, we're extremely excited for tomorrow. 
And uh, there was a report that emerged during the draft that uh, Roy Sommer uh, has accepted the head coaching position with San Diego. Uh, can you speak to that? I don't have any comment on that. That's that's really uh, uh, would be uh, Anaheim's news uh, if it's if it's there. Thank you, Joe. Thanks. All right, guys, if we can, we'll, we'll move along. We'll get to Tim Burke and Doug Wilson Jr. in here uh, together, and they can kind of discuss the, the player and, and the pick, and then we'll uh, – I believe Kyle is going to have uh, Philip lined up for you guys. Good evening. Hey, guys, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. Um, just, I guess, in general, why was uh, Philip the right guy at, at 27? Yeah, <clears throat> Philip, uh, he just caught our eye every time. Uh, we were over there in uh, Linchopin. So Linchopin, they won uh, the championship at the J20 level. They beat your garden. So he lined up against uh, Eklund and um, Ogren and Osland and those guys. And uh, he played, you know, a huge role on the Swedish national team when they won gold this year too. So, you know, it, it was attractive to us that, uh, that Philip was a, an integral part as a big, good skating centerman um, on a championship and a gold medal team this year. So, he was just one of those players who kept on catching our eye all year long in a premium position with uh, with size and speed. Can you say if you if you guys had kept number eleven, you know, some maybe some guys you were leaning towards? Can you can you say who you who you might have thought of at that at that spot? All I can say is I I just really appreciated you know our whole group uh, group effort and. Um, you know, the trust level in our scout in that uh, every time we talked about picks, we always, you know, got more excited about the range that we were trying to get into. And it was a pocket of the draft that uh, that our guys identified that we really wanted to get into. And, you know, it's uh, it's tough to move from 11 all the way down to get three picks and, and to be able to do it as a group and get the trust and um, all that. That's that's what we're super excited about. I, I can't be more excited about uh, two early picks tomorrow. Plus, Philip. Doug, um, you're whether it was just a bunch of coincidences or not, your, your dad had a sort of a reputation at the draft for being somebody who liked to go up to get players. Um, just what did you think of the fact that you had this uh, kind of opportunity to go back and, and collect, collect extra picks? Uh, I think if you ask any scout, the more picks, the better. So <laughs> Berkey and I are pretty excited and uh, you know, we, we start early tomorrow. Um, so that was you know, it was a goal of ours to get into the second round, and not only did we do that, we got we got two of them, and they're high. So uh, our whole scouting staff is super excited to start tomorrow. And Tim, you've you've been to so many of these drafts. What did you think of just sort of what was going on around everyone tonight at the draft? I thought um, I thought Mike made a gutsy move there. I really did. I mean, that's not an easy move to make, and you didn't hesitate. I was really impressed with him. I got, I'm not just saying that because we just hired him. I never did, and it gave us some more swings. And it was there was a there's a value thing that at some point you got to say it's not quite enough. And we got some more swings, and where they were, it was tough to tough to turn down. And he didn't hesitate in doing it. And you know, we Joe and I have been through a ton of drafts, and you know, you could say we did we've moved around a lot, but in this instance, you know, we. We had some of this had come up earlier, like in the last couple of weeks. And Mike wasn't here. And we told him about it and certain teams that would call us. And uh, I got to give him credit. He reacted fast and I liked it. Thank you. Uh, Tim and Doug, uh, this is uh, Shane. Uh, 
just wondering your reaction. Uh, obviously, you worked with him for so long to uh, Brian Marchment. Yeah, probably break down again. I broke down about 100 times already. It's, it's really difficult because not only was it like all the time we spent together, like his family and going on the road and, you know, training camp and, you know, every breakfast together and like it, it's just it, it's too much right now it's like uh, it's, and then all the people he knows that he that come up to you it was unbelievable I mean it was so like so many guys that were close friends of him. yeah you know Mush was not just a friend and a co-worker I mean there was a lot of you talk about a guy that loved hockey and you had fun you don't remember like dead time or times where you're like, I don't really want to do this. It was always upbeat, ready to go. And it was exciting. Even it was mini camps or traveling or training camp. It was never like, Oh, is this, when is this over? I never, it was always exciting. I mean, it's, it's off. It's never going to, this will never go away. This is too hard. I, I can't expand on that chain. It's a huge loss. On on Bystead, uh, you know, he's been described as, uh, you know, somebody who's maybe growing into his size, uh, maybe uh, a guy, you know, maybe needs a little more time to develop, uh, you know, a project player, but in a good way, you know, with a high ceiling, you know, does that sound like him to you? Does that uh, sound right? Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a six foot three center who's one of the smoother skaters in the whole draft. And he's won, he won a league championship and he won a gold medal. I mean, that's, it's a pretty good place to start, including the upside that uh, that he has um, offensively. So I think uh, he fits in really well with what we're looking to do. Uh, he'll fit in really well with the players that we have and um, really excited about him. Oh, and last quick one. Sorry. Do you plan to have him at Dev Camp next week? Yeah, that's that's the goal. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for the time. And then the newest member of the San Jose Sharks, Philip Bistet, sat down with the media. Hi, Philip. Uh, Mark Rikolovich here with Bay Area Sports Drop. Uh, congratulations on getting drafted by the Sharks. Well, were you surprised that uh, they took you at 27, or did you maybe expect to be uh, drafted a little higher? I expected somewhere there, but pretty pretty shocked by the Sharks. I haven't talked to them like the most of the, of the teams. But, uh, yeah, I was uh, aiming for, like, late, late first, early second, yeah. And uh, – what, what do you think, uh, why do you think this fans should be excited that you're now a member of the San Jose Sharks? What are you going to bring to this team? Yeah, I'm going to bring to the team like the complete level and uh, the skill and be reliable uh, on, the, on the whole ice to be able to play defensively and uh, also put up points and uh, be good offensively. Great, thank you. Uh, yeah, Philip, hi, this is uh, Curtis Pashalka from the San Jose Mercury News. Congratulations on being drafted. Thank you. I would. Uh, you get to spend. I think it was 15 games with the uh, in the Swedish Hockey League this year. How how beneficial was that for you? Yeah, it was a fun experience. Like, yeah, bigger guys, stronger guys. So you have to adapt uh, to that game. Or, yeah, fun experience, and I think it was a uh, good. Is it your hope to uh, to come to California uh, next week and and participate in the Dev Camp and or development camp? Yeah, they're gonna help me to like fly there or something. How would you feel about you know playing in North America next year, playing in the American Hockey League? Yeah, I think I would be open for it. Like now, before the draft, and pretty much now, I have my focus on the SHL uh, to develop there and play much. But yeah, it's uh, something that I I would consider.
All right. Thank you, Philip. Hey, Philip. It's uh, Shang again. Uh, I hear a lot of music in the background. Just can you describe just the scene, the celebration going on with your family? You know, what what's, what the music is? No, it's like the, the launch up in the arena. Like everyone, every player that gets drafted, like comes here and takes photos. So it's on music. And uh wanted to ask you a little more about, you know, uh, winning uh, with, with uh, uh, the, the, U, the U20, the, the championship. You know, can you talk about some of your teammates that haven't gone yet, you know, like Havlid and Wagner and just, you know, just describe uh, their games and uh you know what you heard from them you know once you got drafted just how excited they are for you yeah i think they're pretty excited uh, like uh, we've been friends for a lot of a lot of time me and have leads have played like the whole whole uh, when we grown up same team and uh, yeah i think they're pretty excited i'm pretty excited to see tomorrow as well when they're going and uh, you've been uh, described uh, to me as a happy-go-lucky guy, you know, guy with a, you know, a big smile a lot. You know, is that, is that, does that describe you? Yeah, I would say so. Always <laughs> likes to have fun. Oh, great. Thank you so much. And then Dan Rusinowski and I got to have a little two-on-one session with the 27th overall pick in the first round of the 2022 draft. Philip, just right off the bat, your immediate thoughts upon hearing your name being selected and announced uh, coming to the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, it was an unbelievable feeling, like to hear your name in that big arena and yeah, full full of joy, just an incredible moment that you have been uh, dreaming of as a child. And then obviously, um, there, you know, some big name Swedes have obviously been associated with the San Jose Sharks. Eric Carlson obviously doesn't get much bigger than that. Um, you know, just your immediate reaction to be associated with a franchise that, you know, has a Swedish icon already there. Yeah, that's cool. Like, Eric Carlson is, I watched him play. I watched him uh, a, lot of, a lot of highlights. And uh, I think he's a great player. So it's uh, really fun to be uh, the same team that he is. Now that you've been drafted, what is your immediate mindset on working on your game? It was kind of like, okay, now that, You've taken this next step. You need to work on X, Y, and Z, or are you not even there yet? Are you just thinking like, all right, I need to get to California for the development camp and then see where things are, or are you not even there yet? Are you still taking it all in? Oh, I, I think I'm, I'm thinking about the future a bit, like the dev cap and when I get home, like I have to train more and uh, try to get ready for the season uh, with the team and see where things going. Just curious, uh, you know, what are your perceptions of the the San Jose Sharks? Obviously, you're familiar with teams in the SHL, but you know, I, I don't know how much um, run the Sharks and you know the Bay Area San Jose get to you. Yeah, I don't really know that much about them. Uh, you know, California, nice city, and. Uh, yeah, a couple of Swedes are good, good players. So, yeah. And uh, what I guess, what are you most excited for now? Yeah, to meet the staff, to meet meet players at the dev camp, and just yeah, go on the ice and show show what kind of hockey player I am. Philip, would how would you say uh, as a center iceman uh, you are in the faceoff circle? Uh, yeah, I think I'm pretty good at faceoffs, but it's something I'm working on every day to to get better, to get better percentage as well. One thing I wanted to ask you, too, is that William Eklund was drafted in the first round of last year by the Sharks, and he played in, in Djurgården, uh, which, of course, is in the Swedish Hockey League. Uh, tell, tell us about how well you may know him and what familiarity you have with, with the way that he plays. Yeah, I haven't met him. Like, we, we don't know each other that well, but, like, based on shot of some time. Yeah, I watched him play in the NHL, the SHL, and 
he's playing uh, at our team. So yeah, watched him a couple of times, but never met him. Well, we look forward to seeing you in development camp. Thanks for coming here to be with us. That wraps it up for our day one coverage of the 2022 NHL Draft. Stay tuned to the Sharks Audio Network for coverage of rounds two through seven happening on Friday, July 8th. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yen.